your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Well, good morning, 7.39. Thanks very much for your messages so far on this question of whether we should be introducing women-only subway carriages. I'll get to some of your messages during the course of our upcoming uh, interview, but I just want to give you that number again. If anyone else wants to get involved, you can text us, pound or sharp, 1013 for 51 per message, or find us on Kakao Talk by searching TBSEFM via Plus Friend. That's free of charge. It was on June 22nd that we saw Busan Metropolitan City introduce a three-month trial run of women-only subway compartments. Already we've seen scuffles really involving men who, during busy hours, have been complaining to station officers that they can't get on the train. Holly Curl is the founder of the non-profit organisation Stop Street Harassment and is a consultant for the United Nations, so we can get a global look at this as well. Good morning to you from Seoul. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. So this whole question of women-only carriages, how common is it in the world? There are dozens of countries that do offer some form of women-only transportation, whether that's a section of the bus or a whole bus during rush hour, um, specific cars on trains, and even women-only taxi services. Is the principal justification to stop sexual harassment or physical or verbal abuse during commuting hours? That is the the main purpose um, for many of the systems. But in Muslim, in countries with high Muslim populations, they also serve the purpose of separating women from men to whom they are not related. So Mm. you do see a higher number of these offered in those countries. Right. I mean, obviously, we can dismiss that straight away here in Korea. Um, Mm -hmm. We we obviously don't have that religious justification. But uh, we we do have some messages here, uh, which I'd like to just put to you. Um, One of which suggests that we're not moving in the right direction with gender equality, because not only do we have now in Busan women-only subway carriages, we've also got women-only car parks. Certainly, uh, if you're not aware of the situation here in Seoul, and wider career, you know, there are specific parking bays that are designated for women in pink, which are larger spaces than those which are not specifically for uh, any particular gender. Do you think that's going too far here in Korea, that sort of discrimination? Well, personally, I do feel that sex segregation of this sort is not useful. Um, and especially if people are are doing it to try to reduce or eliminate sexual harassment and similar forms of abuse, it may be effective for people who are able to take it, you know, for the few minutes that they're on the transit system. But, um, you know, they're usually not offered with enough frequency to allow all women to use it all the time. And then, you know, they may still face harassment at the subway platforms and, mm. you know, the bus stops and, um and there's a problem um, in many countries where men just try to use the women-only subway um, cars because perhaps, you know, the, the mixed-sex cars are overcrowded. And so they just, you know, they need to get on. So they, they get into those spaces. And for me, the, the real issue is that um, this does not solve the root problem of why is harassment happening. 
And, um, you know, we, we don't generally segregate people based on their race or nation of origin. So why would we segregate people based on their sex? Well, well, indeed, you know, I mean, this is one of the questions. Why would we segregate people according to their gender? The problem isn't so much men as it is certain particular perverted individuals who would make mm-hmm. women's lives or other men's lives a nightmare. C- can we not find other ways to better police that or to uh, be stricter with those who carry out these kinds of things? Exactly. That's that's my feeling as well. And I say this tongue in cheek because I know it's, it's, uh, it's not really possible, but I think like if there was going to be any segregation, it should be of the harassers. They should all be together in their mm. own subway car so they can't bother anyone else. Yeah, it's a nice idea, isn't it? And, and there could be some nice <laughs> reminders for them of what, they, what they've done to others. Uh, and uh, anyway, before we go down that route that obviously the government's not going to take up, I've got another mm-hmm. message here from Tessa on Cacao, who has suggested that this isn't helpful for women at all, unless it's on religious grounds, which it isn't here, uh, and that um, men who don't appreciate the concessions could become even more polarised and it inadvertently condones bad behaviour elsewhere. I mean, is that also a major concern that you might have, that women who happen to be in a mixed-sex carriage, either because they're not aware or they don't care, might be seen as somehow welcoming interaction with those men that we referred to before? Yes, unfortunately, that does seem to be happening in other countries that already have women-only transit is that women are seen as fair game um, for harassment by by men in those cars, some men in those cars. And, you know, they say, well, if you don't like it, then why are you in this car? Um, So that is unfortunate. Well, it's uh, something that we're going to have to work through. Uh, And, you know, we're only a couple of weeks into a three-month trial in Busan. Already the system is starting to creak. Generally speaking, though, uh, Holly Curl, we have had a push for awareness of protecting women, whether it be providing guardians to walk them home late at night or to better look after their needs uh, through, um, you know, your, your campaign is obviously stop street harassment, but through raising an alarm, providing opportunities to raise an alarm when they feel in danger out there on the street. Are those the sort of measures that we should be promoting? Yes, I think those are useful for the short term because we want women to have equal access to public spaces. And one way that they can have equal access is if they are not fearing being harassed. So if they feel like there's some measure that they can take or there's some measure in place to help them navigate public spaces more safely, then, you know, by all means, I think those are useful. But ultimately, we need to excuse me, figure out ways to break the cycle of harassment and, you know, focus on education in schools so that um, children learn that this is inappropriate behavior. And I think we also need a lot more um, public shaming so that there's no benefit to behaving this way, that if you do, other people around you will, you know, laugh at you, point at you, call you out on it, whatever the case may be. We just need to make sure that this is no longer socially acceptable behavior. Absolutely. And that includes people holding smartphones uh, in rather... Uh, convenient from their point of view position, but uh, rather indiscreet positions from the women's perspective uh, to to try to capture indecent images on the subway. Uh, It's that sort of behaviour that is not necessarily loud, is not necessarily something the victim's even aware of. But if we witness it, naming and shaming would perhaps go some way towards that. You know, the thing is, culturally, every 
country's different, isn't it, Holly Curl? And sometimes in, in Korea, people just have the, the, the nature where they will stand by and uh, live and let live. Is that one of the big dangers that women and the vulnerable face, generally speaking? Yes, um, unfortunately, that is really common all over the world. People maybe aren't sure, you know, what what they're witnessing is unwelcome, so they don't know if they should act or they don't know what to do. Or, um, as you're saying, it may be culturally un, um, uh, culturally odd for them to say something, mm. so they don't. Um, so it, I think it, it, we do have to have uh, culturally sensitive responses in how to address this. So maybe instead of verbally, you know, saying something to shame the harasser, um, you know, we we have cards that they can hand to them. Or um, I saw years ago in Tokyo, I believe it was that um, on not smartphones, but like the phones, be- mobile phones before that, um, women would hold up messages on their phone, you know, telling a harasser to stop because if she didn't still able to verbally say something, she could at least hold up this phone that flashed a message at him. So, you know, maybe having something like that, that bystanders can flash at the harasser, Um, Mm -hmm. whatever would make sense, you know, for the cultural context. But there has to be some way, I think, that that bystanders are encouraged to take a stand so that um, we can have a cultural shift so that behavior is no longer acceptable. Holly Curl, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure getting your thoughts on this. Holly Curl from Stop Street Harassment and advisor to the United Nations, not in favour of segregating subways on gender grounds, as Busan has done. Paul from Incheon getting in touch, asking or questioning whether this will actually be obeyed in Korea because of the hierarchical system that we have here and that it would take a long time to get underway. Thanks for the input there and indeed we do have to ask ourselves that question if already after a couple of weeks men are complaining in Busan to station officers that they're not able to get on the subway and that they don't recognise these women-only cars. We'll get more of your messages uh, and get to them as we go along but we've got to get to sport in a few moments. First some traffic and weather.